Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool. And after the highs of last week and seven goals against Crystal Palace, we were brought crashing back down to, to life with a very, very frustrating and sending you to sleep type performance and just generally really boring game. Uh, we haven't had to say that for a, in a Liverpool game for a long, long time. But this was a snooze fest. And as much as that was down to the way West Brom played and the way they approached the game and, you know, what their objective was trying to come out of the game, it was as much down to kind of just how unimaginative and uh, kind of bored and indecisive we looked. Um, yeah, this was, I don't really say it too often because it hasn't really been the case for the past couple of years now. But yeah, this was this was one snooze fest of a game. Uh, definitely a bit of a Christmas hangover going on. Um, maybe with some of the way uh, some of the way we played uh, and some of the ideas and, and things that we were trying. But first of all, let's touch on the team that started. It was it was broadly the team we expected to start. Uh, I would say arguably at the moment, given the players that have been playing so far this season, our strongest eleven. Really frustrating to hear, uh, unfortunately, some news about Naby Keita, who looks like he's going to also be out for the Newcastle game in midweek as well. You know, had a good game against. Crystal Palace, I praised him in that game for what he brought to the team, which I thought allowed Firmino to um, get further forward and actually end up getting his goal. So frustrating to see him out. And actually, in hindsight, he would have actually been a very, very useful player. We needed that player to try and force the ball into the front players because of the way West Brom were playing. As game started um, exactly how uh, you would have expected it to start, playing Liverpool at home. Um, we had a lot of the possession... First couple of minutes, they had a bit of possession, weren't really threatening. Uh, but soon after, uh, after five minutes or so, we, we started to assert our dominance on the game. We were passing the ball around. Uh, our defenders, uh, our centre-back, sorry, were about 10 yards into the opposition half. Um, kind of almost creating like a flat three with Jordan Henderson, allowing the fullbacks to push right on. Um, obviously, you kind of expect that from, from West Brom, I think. Um, given Sam Allardyce coming in and we know what Sam Allardyce is all about, like, you know, stay compact, hit hit teams on the break, um, work on set pieces, etc. So we kind of knew that that's roughly how they would play. I think even what took me a little bit surprised was how deep they were playing. They weren't even playing like a, you know, a 5-4-1 or a 4-5-1 or anything. It was literally kind of like six defenders and then four attackers. It, it was just two banks. Uh, and it made them very difficult to them to, to get out and we were able to really pen them in. But what made it very difficult was that because there were so many people there um, and because they had so many people, they were able to, um, you know, just stretch the pitch. Um, and, you know, even even our fullbacks were very, very closely uh, and well marked by um, the West Brom players. And, and even even then the guys in the middle, uh, the likes of Firmino, Mane and Salah who were coming inside were still all very well covered by the West Brom defenders. Um, and you could just tell from the first five minutes, this, this game was going to go one or two ways. It was either going to go, we're going to get an early goal and maybe their confidence might go and, and what Sam Allardyce had planned to do would fall apart and we'd maybe go ahead and then score three, four, five goals at home like we've done a couple of times this season already. Or if we were going to struggle. We've struggled in games like this, you know, for, for many seasons where we struggle to break a team down. Maybe we get a luck of fortune and we nick a 1-0, uh, but more likely than not, we possibly end up in a 0-0 um, or a kind of draw situation. And fortunately, we were able to break the deadlock uh, in the 12th minute so really early on fantastic uh timing to get a goal it was um as i said before knowing getting getting an early goal we 
we all knew would be huge. I think both teams and the fans and everyone knew getting an early goal would be huge. We got that last week against Crystal Palace and you saw what happened. Um, and it was definitely possible, again, that this that something similar could happen. It was a fantastic ball, absolutely wrapped into Sadio Mane um, from Jean Matip. It was a great chested touch um, to just put the ball in front of himself and then lashed it forward um, with his right foot into the corner. Keeper had no chance. It was actually a very similar uh, kind of finish and technique to the one he used to score against Crystal Palace as well. Um, so, you know, Sadio Mane obviously been practicing that that in, uh, in training. But what I love to see was that for him to come and literally stand up top with Firmino as a second striker, not not make that run from outside in, like go in the middle and stay up there with Firmino. And that's what kind of confused the defenders a little bit because they weren't sure whether to stay with Firmino or whether to go to Mane. And I'll talk a bit, a bit, a bit about in the shout out to Klopp at the end of this episode about how I think maybe a formation change could have helped us in this game and may help us in games moving forward. Uh, but I thought that was a really positive thing uh, and a really good thing that we did so early in the game. After that, the, the cut of half continued uh, as it was before. We kind of kept the ball uh, West Brom didn't really change their game plan. They weren't they weren't trying to push more forward. They weren't trying to press higher. Now they were 1-0 down. And we were kind of just passing the ball side to side. Couple of crosses in with near misses, but nothing really um, that really looked like we were going to threaten the goal. The goalkeeper wasn't really threatened. Um, and we honestly, as I said, at the beginning, the game was a bit of a snooze fest. We looked a bit bored and a bit tired just kind of passing the ball around. Just players kind of just wishing the West Brom players pushed up on us a bit more, which maybe would have opened the space, allowed, a, you know, those quick one-twos that we play, those layoffs, just wasn't happening um, based on kind of how we were playing and how and how West Brom were playing. Uh, and as, as that first half really, really, really drew, drew on, um, we, we honestly just looked very bored. Um, and kind of going into the second half, uh, West Brom took, took a bit of encouragement, I think, from how they defended really well in the first half. Obviously, they conceded, but after that, they pretty much held us to, to nothing, really. And they were able to push a couple of people further up the field, the midfielders, uh, their striker, who they were starting with, but uh, Carlin Grant. But, you know, they were able to just push up a little bit higher. Uh, but the thing that I guess Sam will be impressed by was that they were able to do that, but at the same time still keeping very solid at the back. Um, and they, they were threatening a bit more. Um, and... We just, we still struggled to, we just looked a bit out of ideas. I would say it looked like, for me at least, the front three were were kind of up for a game where they'd have to fight with centre-backs and, and really kind of struggle and fight for things. Whereas actually, the West Brom players were going, guys, you have the ball, right? You're not going to spin in behind us because we're so deep. You know, the goalkeeper's going to pick it up if you if you spin in behind us. Um, and so, so the players kind of had the ball. And they weren't really sure where to pass or or how to really break West Brom down. And I think maybe that's a bit of lack of preparation, I think, knowing that we were going to have a lot of the ball um, and we, we, know we weren't going to have to press a lot in this game. And so it was more about what we did and the quality we showed when we had the ball rather than when we don't have the ball, which is what we've seen um, so many times in the, in the future. The one thing I do say, though, is obviously given this result now, I hope this is not a template for how teams choose to play against us because this game was very dull and very boring, was not... Uh, was not the spectacle that many of us wanted to see um, a couple of days after Christmas. You know, everyone at home, everyone at home with their families because, yeah, my gosh, it was boring. And let's hope there aren't any more games like that. As the second half kind of drew on, they had a couple of chances but weren't really kind of having any sustained attacks. We, again, still continue to not really look like we were making any chances. Matip went off from a kind of very strange injury and Klopp's come out after the game and said that uh, that will be assessed um, over the next couple of days. But I would assume... 
um, given how game quickly the games are coming, that he probably won't make it for the midweek fixture against Newcastle. So probably going to see Reese Williams, or maybe even Nat Phillips start. Um, and then they did get, unfortunately, get back into the game. You kind of saw it coming uh, as we weren't making any chances, and we looked a bit kind of just like really tired and out of ideas in the second half you kind of just knew that a goal was going to be coming from West Brom and uh, they got it from a corner which we in the first place shouldn't have conceded uh, but but Ajayi won a header against Fabinho was just taller stronger bigger than him um, and unfortunately he hit the post but it kind of the the spin that was on the header um, kind of spin the ball towards the goal rather than away from the goal and you know on another day the ball could have spun the other way and Allison could have caught it uh, but hey you know it, it is what it is but Allison wasn't at fault for that nothing he could really do he made a couple of saves in the second half but um yeah Allison Allison couldn't do anything about that and he wasn't really too much to blame after that it was about 10 minutes to go and it felt like it was it was just too late you know for us to really kick up that gear if it maybe happened 10 minutes or so we had about 20 minutes to really press on i think then we probably would have may and gone on and got the winner but we just happened a bit too late Firmino did have a chance really late on that was fabulously saved um by um by sam johnson the west bromwich goalkeeper but uh, yeah we we kind of just left it too late um this for this for me was an example of a game where we we kind of almost seemed a little bit complacent uh, and we we kind of felt like because of our position as, as champions and, and the top of the league that West Brom would just roll over in the second half based on how they played in the first half uh, and I think given if this game was happened last season and we hadn't won the title and you know we were trying to win that first title the hunger that the players played with and that they showed would have probably meant that we probably would have won that game and I didn't necessarily see that in the second half the hunger to get more goals um, but I'm sure that's something I'm not too worried about that because I know Klopp will be on to the players about that because he's all about staying hungry, keeping hungry. Um, and I'm sure I'm sure that won't last uh, too long. Now let's touch on to the man of the match. And this one was a, a really tough one to pick just because of everything I said before that it was just a very, very tough game. Um, we looked a bit a bit kind of that Christmas hangover tiredness type of thing. Uh, but I'm going to have to give it, give it to Sadio Mane in a game where we really didn't create very many chances we needed his goal he was clinical with his chances that was pretty much his first chance of the game as well um when he scored his goal in the 12th minute he didn't need any sighters uh, and that really helped set us on the way uh, to ultimately get the draw out of this game but um in a game where there were so very few chances i think his ruthlessness uh, and clinical finishing really helped us and um, which is why i gave him man of the match and then finally, guys, the shout out to Klopp. And this is an interesting one and something I alluded about earlier. I talked about how I was really impressed with the with the goal we scored, about how Sadio Mane went up and literally played centre forward with uh, Roberto Firmino. Uh, and one of my one of my thinking is is in kind of the shout out to Klopp this week is in these types of games where we're at home, where are teams against against teams that will play deep. Do we, instead of going 4-3-3 like we have for so long, switch to something like a 4-4-2? Um, where we maybe mix up the personnel a little bit, but it, one, gives us um, some wingers. Uh, I think Sadio Mane can probably play out on the left wing, and then maybe we have Oxlade-Chamberlain or Milner or somebody like that on the right-hand side. But then it allows Salah and, and Firmino to be up top, or maybe we want to bring Mane on, and maybe we want to bring Salah on the left or wh whatever. But it just gives us two focal points at the top, um, allows us to have two wingers and then also remembering that the fullbacks will be overlapping as well and then when you've got those two on one against the fullbacks it makes it very very difficult for the defending fullbacks so I'm just thinking that whole 4-4-2 thing for me seems like a, a really kind of a, maybe a bit more positive way to play at, particularly at home against teams like this 
Um, and I, it kind of, for me, worked for the first goal. So, you know, why not try it? Uh, and also, shout out to Klopp was, let's see Oxlade-Chamberlain a little bit more. Uh, he came on a little bit too late for my liking. And I thought he could have had more of a positive impact on the game. But that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, we'll be back again on Wednesday for a review of the Newcastle one. But thank you guys for listening. And I'll catch you on the next one.